Hello friends. We're back. I'm Loami and I'm Fasti and, and we, we are Cat Ladies Who Read. So our last episode was really long ago and we haven't been recording because we've been really busy <laughs> with dealing with life. Very full days. Very <laughs> every day is so full of things to do. <laughs> Clean the kitchen twice today. Yeah, pickle, ferment, bake. Not read. <laughs> it's now day fifty-five of lockdown since level five started, um, and we actually recorded something before lockdown was announced. Even we originally recorded an apocalyptic episode because we were preparing for the worst case scenario. So we were worried about like food and clothing and shelter, um, but a week after we recorded that audio, it became very clear that that was not what we were dealing with. Like we've been pretty lucky. Yeah, mostly we were dealing with managing anxiety and thinking about the future and boredom. But now looking back, we want to revisit <laughs> some of that audio and kind of use it as a time capsule of what life was like then and what it's like now. It's a lot of silly, it's a lot of crazy, but we hope you enjoy it. Here we go. <coughs> it's so windy. And grim. Yeah. Safe under the bed, though. <laughs> Hiding under the bed in Andre's studio, because yeah. that's the only safe space left in this, this terrible climate. talk about what books are good to have in your house <laughs> in the event of an apocalypse. I mean, I mean like practical books. I so don't actually have thought about this. Okay. <laughs> our producer Andri has an obsession with um, Survival Club mm-hmm. and so we, we talk pretty frequently about uh, what what goes into our go bags and what do we keep in the house, like how do what are the things we're not thinking about that we'll need. Wait, tell our friends what Survival Club is. So Survival Club is a pretty informal association um, <laughs> consisting of our housemates and some other people. And basically it's... <laughs> Which other people? Uh, some other friends. Anybody who is qualified who we think might have some skills. I mean, we've isolated some skills. <laughs> I wouldn't call anyone experts, but like we've, we've figured out that some people might be good at stuff. But Not all of you are welcome, sorry. <laughs> yeah, you have to bring something to the table. <laughs> we have a strict vetting process. Um, yeah, so basically we just try and figure out like what skills do we need to survive the apocalypse and do we can we acquire those skills within our house and where do we need to acquire other outside people and get them to study up. So we are outsourcing. We are not... We're not accepting applications, sorry. (laughs) No, we're not accepting applications, but we are also not able to do everything ourselves. And we have found some people with skills and they are loosely part of our survival club yeah but also this this involves a lot of like us upskilling like the internet is definitely going down mm-hmm. electricity is going down so then books we need informative books you need the right encyclopedia so she was about to throw out a set of encyclopedias the other day and I said Andri <laughs> save the plant books and the books with like practical building advice that's true I have a book on knots 
Okay, well, yeah, also, we should have had this conversation earlier. It needs to go in the grow bag. Okay, I have a book of knots. Um, I don't know how important knitting and crochet patterns are, and I've recently learned to weave, so we will not go naked when the shops run out of clothes. But not wool. <laughs> we have cats. <laughs> I'm going to learn how to spin spin next. Um, I oh, saw gross. a YouTube video <laughs> of a lady so with long-haired dogs, and she brushed them every day, and she made handbags out of it, Jeez. and people bought it. Mm-mm. <laughs> they were, we were really not cute. wearing our cats. It's just not. That's it's not. Like, <laughs> however, this is going. It's, a little, it's not ending in us wearing our cats. <laughs> it's a little felt waistcoat made out of cat fluff. Gross. <laughs> when you're cold and freezing, you're gonna be grateful for Pippin's oh belly God. fluff. I'm now remembering why we didn't bring you into this conversation. <laughs> <earlier>. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't need a book because um, we've got a lot of friends that can farm, including our producer, Andri, but also people we get our vegetables from. Yeah, we, we, have a, we have a voice note from Hannes, who runs Real Fresh Veg. He has some really helpful tips on what to grow in your garden in the event of an apocalypse. Yeah, so I'm into that. Okay, so we want vigorously growing and high nutritional content plants to help you survive the uh, harsh landscape of a infrastructurally shut down future. Um, so sweet potatoes are great. They taste great. They grow very vigorously. Uh, you can, they're definitely a good candidate for planting into your very rich homemade kitchen scrap compost. And you can also supplement them with potassium, which is easily gotten from wood ash. So any fire that you've gotten a lot of ash from, any amount of ash, about a cup full of ash to five liters of water once per month should be good. Uh, for the plants and yeah they also yield quite well through most of the year not so much winter though um, then legumes you want to plant as many beans and pea like things as you can um, runner beans you plant once every two months uh, bush beans you plant once every two weeks to have a regular harvest it's a good time of year to start planting now you're in autumn on those guys um, and i'd also recommend for another vigorous and fast-growing uh, leafy green as amaranth uh, also known as imbuya or maroch uh, or african spinach uh, seeds are relatively easy to find these days they grow really well uh, they're really good at extracting minerals from the soil they're more palatable than swiss chard and don't have because they don't have the same exotic acid content so it doesn't doesn't scratch your throat so much if you eat them raw and you don't get uh, liver issues and kidney issues if you start juicing them like a like a maniac so you can do that with them um but then as a maybe as a finisher i'd also recommend some masculine containing cacti you know something to to help gain some perspective on this whole thing on our society whole life death thing as well and yeah man that's what i got um so Lomi, have we done any of those things have we what? planted any runner beans? I have not planted any ayahuasca. Yeah. Which is probably why we have such Mescalin. bad perspective on this stuff. Yeah. Yeah, Hannes, it was great stuff. We should have posted this earlier. It's funny that we were so obsessed with stockpiling at the time, but... Yeah, or we're obsessed with our basic needs, like that we'd have to vegetable garden in order to eat. Yeah, but I guess like looking at all the stockpiling that happened all over the world, it wasn't just us that were worrying about it. Yeah. Still useful advice, though, if your career has been threatened and you now want to become a vegetable farmer. <laughs> and also now that it's becoming winter and we're burning our wood in our fireplace, we should start planting sweet potatoes because we have a lot of wood ash. Oh, yeah. We have a lot of ash and not a lot of need for sweet potatoes. I love sweet potatoes. Really? 
<laughs> why, why are you I didn't know that you loved sweet potatoes. <laughs> One thing that we did predict a little bit was the boredom. So Helian's playlist is still relevant. Sorry, do you mean DJ Hell's Bells? <laughs> yeah, DJ Hell's Bells' playlist is still relevant. A great cure for boredom. Okay, let's give that a listen. Um, I'm DJ Hell's Bells. And here to give you a list of songs that I think are quite appropriate for the current climate. No pun intended. All right. Um, so I think I'm going to start my list. I've, I've sort of gone through, like, in general. Obviously, the very first song that I would recommend is Apocalypse by Cigarettes After Sex. Um, if you think about the lyrics, they're actually quite appropriate because it's your lips, my lips. Apocalypse. Your lips, my lips. Apocalypse. So, don't do it. Do not touch your lips to anyone else's lips because it will be an apocalypse, as we've seen. Okay, so that's like my overall. Definitely, that's the track. Um, and then, obviously, I have two favorite artists, um, as you may know, Taylor Swift and The National. I know these are like not really put in the same band generally of music um, but so for my two favorite artists um, I would first from Taylor I would say ready for it are you ready for it are you ready for it start with that one because we're not obviously um, secondly everything has changed that's off of her red album featuring Ed Sheeran clearly no need to explain that one either um, out of the woods Guys, we are not. Are we out of the woods, Taylor asks. Are we in the clear? No, we are not. Um, and then my last le- um, song from Taylor probably has to be Back to December. Because can somebody just please take me back to December before all of this? Um, I go back to December all the time, etc. Um, and then from the National, Joel, they have guys quite a great list of songs for um, the end of days. Um, I'm definitely going to start with, in situations of quarantine, we've got Apartment Story, we've got Guest Room, we've got Afraid of Everyone. I'm afraid of everyone. I think most of the songs are from Boxer and High Violet. Uh, also, Quarantine Situation, uh, Nobody Else Will Be There. Nobody else will be there, there. Correct. Nobody else will be anywhere for quarantine. Okay, and then right off the back of that song, same album, we've got The Day I Die. Okay, I don't want to bum anyone out, but it's appropriate. Um, same album, we've got I'll Still Destroy You. Yes, you will. Corona, you will. Um, guilty Party, same album. We're all guilty parties. If you're leaving your house right now, you're a guilty party. Yeah, that's what I have. I think that's my playlist for End of Days. Okay, so basically we're going for the Taylor Swift is the ones that we're dancing to by mm-hmm. ourselves while we're isolating and the national is the one that you're singing because yeah. you're really sad because everyone else is gone. Yeah, when you're feeling when you're feeling ultra grim or in a normal mood for me. Like I'm, I'm listening to the national all the time. What do you oh, mean? I thought you meant you're ultra grim all the time. Oh, no. Am I? No. No, you're no. not ultra grim. I'm just ultra grim now. Okay, but yeah. you also love we'll the national listening all to the, the time. national. <laughs> Who knew that they were our soundtrack for the apocalypse? So, 
We haven't had any dance parties, which is just as well because it's not actually very dancey music. But we have had cocktail parties every Friday night, despite our waning alcohol reserves. Yeah, very moderate cocktail parties. I mean, you did try and supplement it with um, some experiments in the kitchen, including pineapple beer and ginger beer. I did. Non-alcoholic. None of it, yeah, none of it yielded alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> I am accepting recipes. <laughs> <laughs> I think we were too impatient. I think you have no, to wait like no, a week. You know we how old the pineapple beer is that we're drinking now? It's like three weeks old. <laughs> like, it's delicious. And it's <laughs> alcohol free. It's like juice. <laughs> if I remember correctly, we were quite ambitious with our Pippin and Hero picks at the time. Let's have a listen to that. Um, I think we've both picked a... A fun, rollicking, dystopian adventure for our Pippin pick. But our hero picks are more going to be about finding something with a lot of pages that's going to keep us busy reading through our self-isolation periods. And also the aspirational stuff that you've been putting aside for really long because you know it's going to take really long and you never have time, but you mean to read it. Mm -hmm. Um, Now is the time. Yeah, I mean, if you have Dostoevsky on your bucket list, you should probably go for it now. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> you don't. I was about to say that Dostoevsky doesn't take that long to read. Like, you just, it's fine. <laughs> oh, um, shade. I have not read him. Can anybody tell? <laughs> okay. Do you want to go first? What are your hero and Pippin picks this week? Can I have two hero picks, please? Yes. Okay. Hero is the type of cat that definitely tries to pick two books when yes. she's only allowed two, one. Two books each more than a thousand pages. Show yeah. off. Go I mean, it. I'm not... Look, this is never going to happen. Like, I'm not at all hopeful that the, I'm going to read these books. But uh, the first is Duck's Newburyport by Lucy Ellman. Which you've already started, so... I have started. I think I'm like a hundred pages in, but it's over a thousand pages and it... There's, a, there's it's one sentence. All of it is one sentence, <laughs> and it's just a stream of consciousness of it's like inside a woman's head, and it sounds amazing. I really think, I think it's a really interesting project. I th- think it's cool literature, um, but I don't. I think there's only so much of it you can read. Every new thought starts with the fact that, and it it gets a bit much. Um, so my other hero pick is. A book by Thomas Pakenham called A Scramble for Africa. I think it's a good time for like fat nonfiction. Mm-hmm. Um, I was reading Bettina Gap- Gappa's new book called Out of the Darkness, Shining Light the other day. And in that book, they talk about uh, where after David Livingston died, um, the members of his party carried his body from Central Africa to Zanzibar so he could be repatriated. And that journey took 11 months. The novel is, is great, it's, um, but it made me curious about that moment in history and Scramble for Africa starts with the same thing and then follows on like what was the impact of that moment moment on colonialism more broadly speaking uh, so I'm really really keen to read that so I've been looking for an excuse okay that sounds aspirational <laughs> what is your Pippin pick so my Pippin pick for this time period is Severance by Ling Ma which is actually kind of unoriginal I'm definitely not alone in tapping that as the book <laughs> of the moment because it is about a pandemic called the the Shen flu Shen virus Shen, Shen flu. fever Shen fever um, but it's just this incredible it's, so it mixes two genres that we both love which is speculative fiction and what we call sad girl books mm-hmm. which is like these kind of um, very nonchalant, cool, um, emotionally distant female characters who are very young and a very sort of detailed description of their non-attachment to things in their lives. So it's about this young woman who works for a publisher 
in New York. Um, I think she works on publishing Bibles for the Chinese market. And then um, the a pandemic strikes and then it turns into this post-apocalyptic landscape. But it's exceptional. It's a really, really brilliant, beautiful book. Um, I highly recommend it. Yeah, no, definitely. What's your hero pick? I started reading Paul Auster's 4321 and that's also a doorstop of a book yeah so I think I will go for that when did you start that I, I started about three weeks ago and then I picked something else up that was quicker how is it it's good it's enjoyable but it's one of those I can tell that um because I read the first chapter and then I read the second chapter and then I realized that it's one of those you kind of have to read it more consistently to enjoy it more because the whole idea is that it's four different versions of this person's uh, life splitting off from like small moments or with small differences and how it's going to turn out so I think if you if you read it all in one go otherwise you're going to get confused and be mm. like which timeline am I in what happened who's his where's his father I don't know <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Lami what's your pip and pick um my pip and pick is also very unoriginal for this time. Octavia Butler's Parable of the Sower. It's a it's it's a dystopian sci-fi set in the year 2020. Oh my god. There's a crazy white guy in charge of America. Mm-hmm. California is drying up and they li- everyone's living in gated communities and at some point when the world starts falling apart, the main character has to go on the road. And they have to survive. And it's one of those books that you read and then you just think about all the books you could have written if she hadn't died. That's so so (laughs) dark. (laughs) Uh, So do you think you're actually going to be reading more during these times? Well, I'm not self-isolating. I'm working every day. So no, um, but... If anyone else wants to self-isolate, I can recommend a book for you. Yes, I will be delivering books tomorrow. So if you need books delivered to your home or books recommended and then delivered to your home, you should email the book lounge. Yo, the book world doesn't sleep, eh? (laughs) People need their quarantine reads. (laughs) They need it. They're stocking up on toilet paper, hand sanitizer, long books. It almost makes you feel like we're providing an essential service. (laughs) (laughs) It is essential. (laughs) Listening back to the audio, it's very clear that we still had a lot of wine (laughs) at the time. Yeah, we had stocked up and we were only going to be in lockdown for three weeks. So take what what we had then, add seven weeks of lockdown and relative isolation and subtract all the alcohol and this is what you get. Well, I did have some pineapple beer before this. so It has we, no alcohol in it, I told you. That's what I'm trying to say. It's yeah. clear that you're speaking the truth. Yeah. <laughs> and the book lounge is open again for deliveries. Yeah, it was not operative during level five, but now, once again, I am delivering books and Lami is recommending them. <laughs> I don't know what's gonna kill me, but I mean to. This episode was not sponsored by Hell's Bells or Real Fresh Veg or the Book Lounge. And in fact, we're not sponsored at all. But if you would like to help keep this baby alive, you can do that by making a donation or subscribing on our Patreon page. So you can just search Cat Ladies Who Read on Patreon and find us there. Thanks for listening to this new episode. And thank you for listening to all our old silly ideas. Yeah, thanks for listening to our naivety of eight weeks ago in a rapidly changing world. And thank you, Andri, for producing this episode. And thanks to Hannes and Hell's Bells for their contributions. 
We'd love to hear what you've been reading and what books have been helping you through lockdown. You can follow us on Instagram at catladieswhoread. Send us a picture of what you've been reading and we'll feature you in our stories. Until next time. Meow, meow. meow. Taylor's going to be best for my register. Um, we've got, uh, obviously I sang a little bit of Out of the Woods so we can do that. So I'm thinking, are we out of the woods yet? Are we out of the woods yet? Are we out of the woods yet? Are we out of the woods? Are we in the clear yet? Are we in the clear yet? In the, in the clear yet? In the clear yet? No, we are not. Um, did I say Girl at Home? That's a song of her Red Album, which I, obviously needs to be mentioned because I'm a girl at home and everyone should be a girl at home right now even if you're a boy.